This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Gloriole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. Today is whatever day you're listening to this <laughs> on. I don't know. It gets. It's August. I, I feel like that's the new engine. Today is the day that you are existing. Today is the day the Lord hath made. <laughs> Let us be glad and rejoice. Today is the day the Lord hath made it. Four twenty on the clock. <laughs> on the prayer on clock. The prayer clock. We should have uh, James Earl Jones say that instead. We gotta. Do you, we gotta get a fucking James Earl Jones cameo? Do you, does he on cameo? I don't. Is he dead? Oh, that would make it way harder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's dead or alive. That Cecil. would be harder. That well, would let's be see way if he's harder. alive. Let me do yeah. a search real quick. Shit, because because if he's alive, if he's alive and on cameo, we got to figure out a way to like pay James Earl Jones to like read the Skeptics' Creed or something. That says is an American actor, not 82, was. 92. Oh. 92. What? He's an old man. Holy 92. shit! 92. Yeah, he's probably not on cameo. <laughs> well, good for him. 92. God damn. Do you want to live to 92? If I'm functional, sure. Yeah. Um, I I certainly don't if I'm not. Like that's that doesn't sound like it'd be great. I have I am under strict orders from Haley that I have to die after her. Oh, like okay. she's made this sure, very yeah, clear. No, that yeah, I, this yeah, is a requirement. Yeah. And like yeah. she says it a lot. Like this she's is like, small. You could smother her. That's true. So- <laughs> It's a miracle I haven't, to be honest. <laughs> but I'm under strict orders. And like the other day, which is fine. I'm like, yeah, no problem. All right. Okay. Yeah. And then like, but I'm older than she is by three years. Okay. And the other day we're talking to the kids and she's like, yeah, I want to live to 90. I'm like, you're putting me to 93. That's old. You're putting me to 93 yeah, plus. That's old. I don't know that I want to make it tonight. I have no hope based on how I've lived the lot. first 45 years. 93 is a lot. Yeah, man. 93 feels like a lot. Dude, another st- it, stack another 48 years out of this fucking ask pig. Ask me that in 20 years, though. Yeah. And I, I might be like, 93 looks great. 93 looks awesome. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know, man. Yeah. But like it's just the, like the, I wake up and I'm like. The farther you get on that scale, the more appealing it appears. <laughs> that's for sure. I, I, at 45, yeah. there are times I'll wake up and be like, I got to pee, but nah, I'm too achy. <laughs> I'm just like, I'd be like I, I'm not going to get out of bed. I, I'd rather just lay here. That's why I have a waterproof sheet. <laughs> <laughs> like, this thing just hurts all the time. Uh, all right, so this first story comes from PolitiFact, and it is a fact check of this insane Instagram virality post. I am post. so glad that PolitiFact has put its great power behind this particular <laughs> check, Tom. Go ahead. The tornado, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. the tornado that destroyed a Pfizer building in North Carolina was orchestrated using weather manipulation to provide an insurance claim for Big Pharma. 
if you had the funds to create a weather machine, why do you need insurance money? <laughs> <laughs> Everything about so here's okay, so here's what has to be happening. Yeah. You are big pharma mm -hmm. and you control a weather machine. Sure. And you're like, well, I know I'm already big pharma. Yeah. But I'm gonna wipe out my own structure, my own building to get an insurance check. But that's not like insurance isn't getting an insurance check isn't profitable. You lose <laughs> your building. So like that is so true. It is so true because they never value it at what it's worth. Right. Like, like what it's worth is not you don't get you don't get you don't win the lottery when your house burns down. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Look, it's it's not like you're building full of all the work that you've been doing. That gets like swept away, and the insurance yeah, company's got, like, "What's the well, Kelly Blue Book on yeah, all the work what's, that what's was all inside that work? here?" It's like, "No, nah, we're gonna replace the building and maybe some of the parts, and, right? And we're gonna do it at cost, and right. so it's probably not gonna be super great. And we're gonna for you. we're gonna give you pennies yeah. on the dollar depreciated yeah. against all your assets, but also like, here's how crazy the conspiracy theorists have gotten: something bad happened to Pfizer, and they're like, "Bet that was good for Pfizer." <laughs> I bet Pfizer wanted that to happen. They, what? These guys could find a way to lose by winning or win right. by losing or what whatever. What the yeah. shit is all oh, this? so amazing. It's so funny. It is such backwards ass thinking. And what's the craziest part is PolitiFact had to get somebody to be like, can you run this down? Can, yeah, I know. Can, can you figure like, how do you, here's the thing I admire about PolitiFact is that somebody, if I worked at PolitiFact and somebody was like, hey, uh, there's a bunch of Instagram posts. I'd be like, I quit. <laughs> I quit forever. <laughs> I quit so hard I never worked here. Tom punches his <laughs> boss in the face. He's like, get away from me. I will fight you. And then you break the door on your way out. Tom pulls the door so hard it breaks. Break. And then he leaves. That's only to get in places. I've never done that to get out of a place. I would. Well, you've never been in this situation. I've never been locked in it. You have no idea how you're going to react. You could break a bunch of doors. You could break the airlock door on the way out. Are you kidding me? Can you check this Instagram post about big pharma and weather control? Yeah, yeah. sure. It's not true. Yeah. I'm going to lunch. <laughs> I could do this from home. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny too is like like if they did have the control of the weather, they would just make it rainy all the time and sell us the like antidepressants. <laughs> but instead they made it really hot and they're gonna kill us all. So See, you know, yeah. yeah. So if I had a weather machine and I could make it rain, I'd go to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other place That's it. better to make, make it, it rain. rain. To make it rain, my bud. <laughs> this is this starts from Business Insider. I gotta say, Cecil found the stories this week for the fight. This is they're killing me. They're <laughs> killing me. A woman who said she won the 1.08 billion dollar Powerball jackpot was lying and quote just wanted to be on TV. Store owner store owner's granddaughter says. <laughs> and they just, they literally came up and they said it and she said, yeah, I won. <laughs> and it's like, I, I love this because it's like, I won the Powerball. It's like, cool. Can I see your ticket? No. And no. then they run away. That's the whole story <laughs> That's though. Whole That's story. it. Like you, got, you have, don't have the uh. winning ticket. You some that's not you're gonna get caught. What, you just wanted to be on TV as a liar. What do you with one point eight oh eight billion dollars, man? Oh God, I sleep in 
for so many days in a row? Are you kidding me? Oh, if I had a, here's the thing. I would be very good at being rich. You think? Yeah, I think I would. You think I would be, be good at it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are bad at being rich yeah. because they're not me. <laughs> and if <laughs> And I think I would just be terrific at it. I wish you I'm could just crowdfund being rich. Yeah. I wish you could just be like, "Look, I think I could do a good job at it. Make me rich." I wish there was like a Brewster's Millions TV show. Thank you. Where you just they give you like 10 million dollars or whatever if you spend a million dollars in a month. I could, I would bang that out. Oh, no it'd be problem. so amazing. Brewster's Millions TV show. That was a fun, fun it, movie. It would also be a very expensive TV show. It would be a very expensive TV show. Very, very expensive. I'm sure it'll be a Muscle funded eventually. <laughs> he likes to give away money. A billion dollars is a goddamn. And it, yeah. it's an immense amount. You know, of money. I played with the numbers the other day on a billion dollars, just as a, just thinking about it, because there was a post. I don't remember where I saw it. Some one of these horrible toxic groups I'm on on Facebook that I can't quit for whatever reason, and somebody was complaining about you know, billionaires or millionaires or giving away money or socialists. I don't fucking remember what it was, but I, I looked at it and I was like, you know, Oh, was somebody asking a question? They were like, you know, would you, if you had a billion, if you won a billion dollar lottery, would you give away money to your family and friends? And there were a bunch of people in the comments saying like, I'd give, you know, a few thousand to this person or 10,000 to that person. And I was like, I'm just going to run the numbers real quick. And I ran the numbers. And if you would, if you had a billion dollars, Cecil, and you decided you were going to give a million dollars well, to 100 of your closest you, family and friends. Do you get, do you get a billion dollars? Well, no, you get some, you get, let's say you get a, 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 a smaller amount. So let's you say you get 400 million. Well, but I did the math on a billion. So you got to just understand like I see, okay. what a billion dollars I was. See. And I put this in this like group or whatever, but it's like, but I want to argue with you about got it. A billion. <laughs> Don't argue with the math. <laughs> if you gave a million dollars to a hundred of your closest friends, a million dollars. I don't have a hundred close friends. To, I don't have a hundred. I'd have a lot of extra hundred million dollars. I'd have a lot dollars. of extra yeah. million dollars. So if you gave I away. I could double up a lot of people. A hundred million dollars, <laughs> Cecil. And then you took the other $900 million that you had left over. And then you put it in a savings account. Like a great big dumb idiot. You put it in a savings account. At about a 4.37% yield, which is about an approximate yield for a savings account. You'd be insane to do that, right? But you put in a fucking savings account. How long would it take you to make back the $100 million that you gave away? I feel like I feel a lot of pressure right now. Two years. No shit. You'd be a billionaire again in two years. You could give away $100 million. You could give away a million dollars to 100 people, take it, put it in a savings account. Or you could live on like $50 million a year, basically. Yeah. It's insane yeah. how much money that much money is. It's just a crazy, wild, lunatic amount. Like that number doesn't even make sense. When I started playing with a billion dollars, I had to download a different calculator for my iPhone. <laughs> Because my iPhone was just like, it put like the fucking like E and the six yeah, or whatever. And I, I was wanna, like, that's not useful. Yeah. Can but you I, imagine, can you imagine being like Elon Musk though and have 200 of those? Yeah. Like that's so much money, man. That's, it's an, it's literally like an impot, it's so much money that like other things start to not make sense yeah, anymore. Right. You yeah, know, like yeah. other scaled yeah, thought man. processes yeah. don't make sense anymore. Uh, I love that she just wanted to be on TV. No, man, that's how you do <clears> it too. <throat> you just run up on, uh, they're out in front of the place where they sold the lottery ticket and she just runs up and says, I won. And then she runs away. <laughs> <laughs> You're my spirit animal. I love it. Tom, I put this in the notes because oh, I know how much you, know. you hate uh, all things, all things crypto, all blockchain, things crypto, NFT. all things blockchain. I know you hate it I so do. much, I do. and so I just want to put this on the big screen for people who are watching us. This Go ahead is and read this out loud because I know it's going to bring delicious. you great joy. 
NFT of Jack Dorsey's first tweet originally purchased for $2.9 million is worth less than $4. $4. (laughs) Less than $4 in today's market. If you had that billion dollars and you gave $2 million to somebody and they bought the (laughs) NFT tweet, wouldn't you punch him in the face? (laughs) I would fucking kill them. I'd be like, I'd kill them in the street. $2 million and you didn't like pay off your house. You bought a tweet. You bought bought a tweet. You bought an NFT of a tweet. You You don't even have the tweet. I know you're right. You're absolutely right. I remember sitting in your kitchen. I had never heard of an NFT before. And, and, Ian first tried to explain an NFT to me, and I was like, I don't really get that. And then, like, I remember trying to understand it, and then I sat in your kitchen, and I talked to you and your wife about NFTs. Uh And I was just like, I keep thinking with all this crypto shit, I must not understand it. And so then I keep reading more about it. And then I'm like, no, this is not a failure of my imagination. NFT is garbage. It's It's nothing. nothing. It's a nothing. You didn't buy anything. You bought nothing. I love that somebody's out $2.9 million, and then they tried to sell it. But the... They try to flip it at first. They, they bought this thing for $2.9 million. They have literally nothing to show for it because an NFT is nothing. It's yeah. literally just nothing. Why would you spend that much money? It's nothing. So then they have their, their air pocket or whatever, and they're like, well, I'll flip it. And then they try to flip it for like $28 million. And they're like, well, if you guys buy it, I'll give half of the extra to charity. And nobody bought it because it's literally nothing. And now it's worth less than a fucking grande Starbucks drink. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, it's not worth anything. Period. Yeah. Like that. Like an four dollars is overvalued. Is, NFT is nothing. It yeah. is literally nothing. The only thing you're paying for is for like somebody's computer to go once in a while. That's, That's what you're paying for. It's a, it's a useless item. And all NFTs were like this. The person who invented this and thought this up. What an amazing grift this was. Oh, to think grift. this up and then maybe come out on top. The person who sold this thing to them or oh. whatever. Mwah. Who sold it to him? It wasn't this guy. It wasn't guy. Jack Dorsey. I don't know who even purports to own the NFT. Like, who fucking minted the fucking but NFT man, of the whoever first did it, what a genius move. It's because fucking they, awesome. They pulled, they pulled $2.9 million out of the thin air. They had to I be mean, laughing. this is a magic trick. God. Can you imagine when you finally got your two, when you like, when that happened, you're like, I sold nothing and I got $2.9 million for what? Uh, nothing. For, for I would. I got. I. You know why? Something will point to something on a fucking spreadsheet somewhere. That's what you bought. Unreal. You bought. You bought a, a digital yeah, you pointer bought finger you to a spreadsheet. You bought nothing, and you spent a, someone's entire work life on it. Yeah. Right. Fucking unreal. <laughs> it's worth less than four dollars. I love it so much. <laughs> oh God. <clears throat> This story is great, Cecil. This story is from ChannelNewsAsia.com. Yeah, show, sure sorry. It is. I found it from Dude, a weird spot. I'm right there with you, buddy. No, Silly, okay. show. Silly show. Don't believe matter. it. Man who sued woman over luxury watch sales ordered to refund her $28,000 instead as they're fake. She, so she sold these watches. He, uh, so he sold, sold the watches to her and she didn't pay him. Yeah. She wound up like not paying. She was like, these are fake. I'm these not paying. These are fake. I'm not paying. He's like, well, I'll sue you. And then they sued him and they're like, yeah, no, they're fake. Like you can't charge people like obscene amounts of money for something that's not real that you purported is real. That's yeah. not how this works. And, and then, then they're like, not only did you not win your lawsuit, you owe her money, <laughs> which what, I love. What? What? You're a watch guy. I am. Yeah. If you looked at Rolexes, I've never looked at one because they're like I buy what like would be called like fashion watches. So like I don't have anything 
very expensive. I have one watch that's a four-figure, a low, 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 low four-figure watch. Most of my watches are a few hundred bucks. Yeah. I just think they look cool. They're like, go good with this outfit or that, that outfit, that kind of thing. So I have- So you're like a designer sort of watch. It like does yeah. a thing. It looks like a thing. And yeah. It's like a, it's like a guy bracelet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly it. I just, I don't have them as investments. Yeah. I have one, I got one watch as a gift very recently from Haley. It was a vintage watch. That watch is, is like an expensive watch, but by like Rolex standards, it's like not even it's like nothing. the extra chain links. I looked at how much they are and I was like, how much is like a, like a low end? Yeah. Like a- like the lowest end. And you're like, it's what now? Yeah, dude. It's a car. It's it's seriously like 40 grand. Yeah, it's a nice car. That's a low end. I mean, I can't imagine. And you know, I, I know this, I know it, it that there's people out there who obsess about certain things, right? Yeah. But there are some things in my life that I just don't understand. I'm like, I don't get spending right. that kind of money on it. And like this is this is one of those things where you're like, you spent how much on it? Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that. Unlike other pieces of jewelry, you got to figure it as jewelry. Most jewelry depreciates extremely rapidly, but uh, like high end, they call them time pieces, often appreciate. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's an investment. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Like if you buy your wife like a diamond ring, the day you buy that ring, it's worth significantly less. It's like driving a car off off the lot. You can't turn around and resell that ring for what you paid for it. It's immediately worth like huge amount less, like less than half of what you bought it for. Wow. Usually. Yeah, they really depreciate very quickly. The The resale market for jewelry is pretty bad. It's pretty poor. <clears throat> the resale market for timepieces, high-end timepieces, is extremely good. And if you get like one of the pieces that ends up becoming a collector's piece or, you know, becomes coveted and like they can go up, 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 and triple, quad. they Crazy. can become 10, 15 times worth. Wow, I didn't realize So they realize can be that. really good investments. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Huh. I have a buddy that um, owns a bunch of like time pieces and most of him, most of them have appreciated. Does he wear them? Uh, yeah, he will really? wear them from time to time. I yeah. would never put uh, something that, I mean, that's like wearing your 401k. Yeah, it's fucking insane. I don't and know he, that I would want to do that. He's in a different income bracket. Yeah, no, than, yeah, like than, sounds like yeah. a rich guy if he's got- He's got dough. If you have to do air quotes and say timepieces, Tom, yeah, I imagine I that the man I has a lot of I don't buy the whole timepiece thing. Yeah. I think that's fucking pretentious. It's yeah. a, I own some watches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have watches- I think they look cool. I wear them like, oh, this watch looks good with that suit. This watch looks good with that thing. That's why I do it. It's a sure. piece of jewelry. Sure. I it's such a piece of jewelry to me that some of them the batteries are dead. And, you and still I'll wear just wear them. it. You'll still wear them. Doesn't I'm not matter. looking at the time yeah. on it. I yeah. just think I like the way it looks. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> walks up to Tom. What time is it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Check your phone like a person, <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> this story's so weird. Cecil is the weirdest story. So here's here's the ever. thing. This is a NYPD sergeant, serial litterer, got caught as a serial litterer. And here's what I don't understand. How do you notice in New York? <laughs> How on earth did somebody catch him? It's the only trash that's not in a bag or chased by a rat. It's not leaking juice. It's not leaking juice. <laughs> this is actually, here's the thing. This person was for like a long time littering thousands of pages, reams and reams, thousands of pages of like random shit that they cut out of like Bibles and porno mags and like fucking all kind like physics books. Yeah. Just like, and they would just draw just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages just scattered across the streets of New York. And like, 
that just cleans up the sip. <laughs> Because those pages- It soaks up the juice. It, that's what it's to say. Yeah. Like, uh, like a sheet of fucking pornography. Yeah. Wafting its way yeah. gently onto the streets of New York soaks up the scum. <laughs> when you were when you were a kid. Yeah. And you go fishing. Yeah. And you fillet the fish. You put it in some newspaper, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what this is. You're basically, these <laughs> are the newspaper for the dead fish of the city yes, of New York. That is. And that's what this is. <laughs> they should give this guy the key to the city. They should. Are you kidding me? Ab- Look, which would you, what would you rather walk on? A New York City sidewalk with your feet. Let's say, let's say Cecil, real question, real talk here, real talk. Cecil, real talk. Your shoes are missing. Your uh-huh. socks are missing. Sure. You're just yeah. in your fucking bare Yikes. biscuits walking Yikes. down the street. Yikes. Now, you see up ahead, there's a street, New York Street. Yeah. Up ahead is a signpost. Doesn't have the time. The Twilight Zone. <laughs> Go ahead. It doesn't have thousands of pages of paper all strewn across it. Across the street is that same sidewalk, thousands of pieces of paper. Oh, yeah. Which are you picking? Oh, it's paper. It is cleaner paper. to walk on 100%, litter. 100%. It is cleaner to walk on litter. My favorite photo of visiting New York is when I was walking around with Eli and Eli and I are hanging out and I, I made him take a selfie in front of one of the piles of garbage. And so I have a selfie of Eli and I and I got my arm around Eli and I took a big selfie and I got a giant like grin on my face and he's got this like like sad <laughs> face. And it's the funniest shit because there's a pile of garbage as tall as Eli behind him. <laughs> and it's just on the street. It's just like literally on the sidewalk, like a gigantic car-sized pile of garbage. Yeah. And I was like, no, we should definitely take a selfie in front of this. <laughs> well, here's the good thing. If by for some reason you had gone to take that selfie and your phone had died in just that moment. You could come back to New York at any time and get that selfie. That pile of garbage? <laughs> no, it's not. That was not a time-sensitive yeah, right. pile of that garbage. A, no. Hey, you know what's yeah. on the streets of New York right now? Yeah. Piles, Piles of, of fucking garbage. putrid trash. Piles of garbage. I can't imagine. I know that in certain times they've had, like, worker garbage strikes. Tr- yeah. I could not imagine. It would have to. I mean, seriously, it would be like living in a plague city. Yeah. There is no amount of money I would not sign a referendum for. Yeah. Like, like if, they if would, I lived in New York, whatever those they guys would be driving around yeah. in fucking like gold-plated <laughs> trash trucks, dude. Absolutely. They would they would be, they like, would be carried on like a litter a lit. or whatever yes. away. And then they'd slowly climb off of it, throw the garbage in, and get back on, and someone yeah. would carry them back carry up them back. to the front of the 100%. car. 100%. Yeah. I don't care if they're lighting their cigars with $1,000 bills. I don't care. You're the fucking trash guy in New York. You're the, you're the richest, king of New York, motherfucker. Ever. That's period. it. That's amazing. That's it. I do want to mention from that story, though, is they caught the fucking guy. He's a sergeant, sure. and he gets he gets suspended with one day lost vacation. He got, an, he got a tiny slap on the wrist for, like, shitting paper for, like, a Years. long time. Yeah. Like, thousands of pages, yeah. and they're like, well, he's a cop, so he's he a loses cop, so one day of matter. vacation. <laughs> Literally, it doesn't matter. He right. can do whatever he wants. <laughs> this is great, too. This is so crazy. This, this is, is from so, NDTV. This is, this is this proves to me that we're living in a simulation. Yes, like this is this is hard proof we're living in a simulation. The real Barbenheimer theater mistakenly plays Oppenheimer with Barbie <laughs> subtitles. And the best part is, is if you're watching, if you're watching this, you could see there's an image of the guy Cillian, whatever his name is, the guy who plays Oppenheimer in the movie Cillian something Murphy, maybe his name is, or his name's Killian Murphy. I don't know I don't how know. to say it, but in any case, that guy who's playing. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer is standing there and he's kind of looking 
out uh, in some sort of science setting and underneath it, the <laughs> subtitles say, Barbie, we're so happy to see you. <laughs> I would pay extra to see Oppenheimer with Barbie subtitles. Do, do you think that they sync up like watching, uh, like like playing that Pink Floyd Pink album? Pink Floyd, uh, Dark Side and, of the Moon, yeah. and then uh, Wizard of Oz. Do you think they sync up? I would, I think this is the I new thing. I think they sync up. To be honest, I would, I think that this should be the new sort of riff tracks. I would watch a ton of movies that I probably have seen in the past if they put a different movie's subtitle on it. Yes. I would absolutely do that. I, I think that would be, be an absolute hoot to do. I we should really disparate movies yeah. too. Like, like Oppenheimer a, like, and Barbie. Yeah, yeah. No, like like have like a like uh one of these happy romantic comedies and like a slasher movie. Right. As yeah. the subtitles. That'd be a fucking It would be dude. a blast to That'd see that. It would awesome. be fun. And I think if you watch it, you have to watch it with the sound off. Oh, so yeah. you can't. So there's no distraction. You, 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 so there's only, no distraction. You yeah. don't get to hear what they're saying. You have to watch it with the sound off. So you get to watch what's <laughs> happening. And then like once in a while, there'll yeah. just be something. And I think that would be, I don't know if it would be just be so dissonant. It wouldn't be fun to do or if it would be an absolute hoot. But I, I don't think, know. I, I think bet, that's a I great bet, idea. I bet, some, I bet nine times out of 10, it would be nonsense. Yeah. And one time out of 10, it would be the best. But you I know, think, like Jurassic yeah. Park with like when Harry met Sally, oh, be, you know? <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck? It'd be awesome. That guy, that guy's getting eaten by the dinosaur, and it's the Sally part where she's having an orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that, or she's having, she's there's a scene where she's having the orgasm, and instead it's like it's supposed to look like the dinosaur roaring, that big T-Rex, you know? <laughs> I mean, it'd be amazing. I really think there's something to be had here. I think there's a I think there is a there's a funny riff track like thing that could be that could be created out of this. Absolutely. I think this is so funny. And what I love too is that these movies, they have been kind of juggernauts. Like they're I've been fucking hearing, huge. They're I've been cultural about both explosions. Of these yeah. So much. Like it's a culture, like you say, cultural explosion almost. Uh, explosion in more ways than one with Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, but uh people have been really raving about really Oppenheimer. Detonating the box office. I've <laughs> <laughs> been really raving about it though. Like I, I want to, I'm interested to see Oppenheimer. I think it'll be good i'm i'm interested to see i am it. too and i i am interested to see barbie as well like Haley and her uh friend and my stepdaughter are all going this summer oh nice they're all going to see the barbie movie and the barbie movie interests me a lot actually because margot robbie duh well i just duh. I'm, I'm just saying i'm interested duh. i'm just saying i'm now. interested margot robbie <laughs> the like all of my news podcasts that i listen to in the morning all of them have had an entire morning's feature on barbie no kidding yeah all of them at one point have had my big news podcast. Like they've all had a feature story about Barbie and I am totally intrigued. Yeah. I absolutely want to see it. I probably will see it eventually. Like too. I don't want to horn in on the girls day yeah, thing, no, you know, yeah, it's like, fine. that's their thing. Go see the movie. Yeah. But like, part of me is like, well, I want to go, you know, like <laughs> we could be two old creepy dudes and go, do we should go together. No, we should dress I as Ken and go together. Oh my God. Can we, Oh, that'd be so can funny. Can we dress as Ken and go together? We gotta dress as Ken and go to the Barbie movie. That would be so funny and weird. <laughs> I'll, I'll wear the sweater Ken. around my oh, my, my shoulders or whatever. Oh man, I think I deserve to be punched if I dress like that. <laughs> I mean, I'd welcome it. I'd be like, "Nah, it's cool. You can hit me." Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah. we'd be the creepy old guys in the in the because from what I'm hearing is is like it's a lot of kids are going because it's. It's yeah, but it's a PG-13 movie. It's not aimed at kids, yeah. but I think a lot of people are bringing their kids. They are. They're, it's bringing their, yeah, they're, they're bringing, bringing their kids. Yeah, they're bringing their kids. Um, 
but I, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm interested to see them both. I'm interested. Oh, I, I, I heard good reviews of, of Oppenheimer too. Same, man. And that's a, yeah. that's an interesting, by the way, if you're interested in a, in a very sort of irreverent, funny, uh, somewhat dated book, Richard Feynman wrote a book, um, and his book is, uh, sort of, a. It's a biography of his life kind of as a misfit sort of just, okay. just, you know, he's just a, he's just a really smart guy and kind of didn't fit anywhere. He's kind of with dork throughout his, all his life. And he sort of embraces it throughout his whole life. And, uh, and he tells the story of his life of how he sort of became curious and then eventually went on to MIT. And then he went on, uh, to go study, uh, at a different school for his, his physics degree. And like, while he was doing his PhD, he was pulled into this project. Oh, really? So he was pulled in to Los Alamos and knew Oppenheimer and knew these other people who were oh, shit. You know, doing That's cool. all this stuff. And so he had a firsthand experience that he tells in the book. And so four or five chapters of it is him at Los Alamos talking about, because at the same time, his wife is dying of tuberculosis. Oh, and so he's down there with her because it's a good place for someone who's, you know, sort of dying of tuberculosis to be in the desert or whatever. And right, like they're doing air. that. Yeah. So they're doing that sort of thing. And again, it's back in Free the day. Free x-rays. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And he's part of, too. He's a part of, of that thing. And it's funny because like there is also in the book some, uh, where he's excited about the bomb working, but then also recognizes many years, like a year later, like the devastation and is sort of comes to terms with the things that he had done. And so it's a really, it's a, I, I think it's an interesting book. It's a, it's very sexist because it's written in a, a, a time past. Yeah. So there is a lot of sort of feels like sexism in there. Sure. Um, so it's not, there's some parts of it that I'm not crazy about, but there is certainly an interesting touch. And he has this, he, he has this long piece about him at Los Alamos and it's a first hand account because he's a young PhD student. Wow. And his whole thing was that he wasn't afraid to, to whenever he says, throughout the book many times, whenever I talk about physics, I lose my, I, I lose my mind and I lose my place. So that means that if somebody has an idea and they're wrong, he will tell them they're wrong. Right. And that was a big thing with like the physicists there. Nobody wanted to push back on bad ideas. Oh, I he was you. one of the few people who was like, no, you're crazy. That's not going to work. And then like, like that was like, that was why he finally, that's like, a, that's his, his, his big advantage. That's, that's his, his big advantage over yeah. everybody else is that he's willing to say things that other people might not to keep their reputation. And so uh. that's sort of his thing, but he's a, really interesting dude and this is a part of his life and so I'm interested to see the movie because yeah. I read the book and so you know like I, I didn't read the book about him but I read a book about sure, the, the time yeah. and what was created and how they did it yeah I'm definitely I want to see them both like this yeah. is like I've not been excited for any movie in years yeah like I this you know because it's been a lot of superhero shit for yeah. a long time yeah no yeah you know? I, I was excited for Dune <clears throat> and I'm gonna I'm excited to well, see I Dune I still haven't seen that even though I read it I loved it I yeah. thought Dune was an excellent movie the, there's a new Wes Anderson movie out do you like the Wes Anderson no, movies no I never liked Wes Anderson I fucking love those nah, movies I hate yeah. those movies oh, I, love I hate them like with a I love passion. them all so with much with passion I hate them Ugh. god I want to punch that guy <laughs> I want to fight him I want to get him in a cage in octagon with Wes oh, Anderson oh come on I love Wes I want to fight Wes Anderson this is why we don't do a movie that's why we don't Anymore. Show anymore. No, but the, uh, the, the, there's been a couple movies, but you're right. They're all superhero. And I don't like superhero movies anymore. Yeah. Like I stopped liking them. I, I just don't. There's too many of them. They come out at, at such regularity and they're all very similar and they're all kind of. And at this point now you've sort of run through, I think, the really good stuff that they've yeah. done. And now you're getting into the weird stuff and I just I don't care. Yeah. I don't mind. 
All right, Tom. Yeah. Tom, <laughs> here's what I want to say about this. Here's let's, what I want to say about let's this. Let's talk, buddy. I just, I really feel like there's a lot going on in the world. <laughs> and what we don't need is cocaine sharks. Cocaine we don't need frenzied sharks. cocaine sharks. Cecil, so I, 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 I love you, and I don't mean any disrespect by this joke, but, you know, when people are losing their jobs and some researcher is like, Somebody's like, what do you do? And they talk to him. He's like, well, I, I'm studying to see what happens if you fuck sharks up on coke. And it's like, yeah, man. If a shark does a bump, what right. happens? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So here's the thing. This is literally, there are researchers who are like, you know, a lot of cocaine gets dumped in the ocean. I wonder what sharks think of cocaine. And then they're like, well, let's see how sharks do when they're all fucking hopped up on coke. And it turns out, well, they're not even... They're hopped up hopped on something on, that they think uh, they is got, like a yeah. similar dopamine yeah, thing. Similar, yeah. Yeah. So the sharks go fucking cuckoo <laughs> for it. Like they go fucking cuckoo for cocoa. My puffs. favorite line in here, <laughs> my favorite line in here is this one where it says, uh, during one dive to observe behavior, a great hammerhead, a species which normally avoids humans, came straight at the team <laughs> and appeared to be swimming wonkily. <laughs> Uh, it had a hat on and had a chocolate <laughs> factory. <laughs> I love that there's some researchers like, uh, okay, the swimming is, okay, it's a little disjointed. It's, it's, no, no, it's, no it's, it's more than disjointed. It's moving up the scale. It's not disjointed anymore. It's, oh, he's all the way to wonky. He's moving wonkily, everybody. The little the little, uh, the little guys come out and they're orange and they're doing their little <laughs> dance. And they sing their little song and then that blueberry girl floats away. <laughs> She turns into a bobber and they're like fishing for sharks. <laughs> Somebody asked the researcher how he got his job. I got a golden ticket. A golden ticket. Golden ticket. It's a golden ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, they're like, uh, then we, then we put not just Coke in the water, but just like stuff that looks like. Yeah. Stuff that Coke. looks like, and then people, and then the sharks are like, give me that. Instead of, instead of fake animals, they yeah. put like swans in the water, fake swans. Right. To see if they would go for the fake swans or the fake keys of Coke. Coke. And, and the sharks did. were like, the sharks, we want that Coke. The shark took the Coke and went away. <laughs> it went to, it, it like ran to the bathroom in the nightclub to go do it. <laughs> Researchers also recorded a sandbar shark, which appeared to be fixated on something and swimming in tight circles, despite there being nothing in sight. <laughs> this is the line. Tight circles. Hold on. It's, it's, that, it's that commercial. It's like, I do more Coke so I could buy more, so I could work harder, so I could spend more money, <laughs> yes. so I could buy more Coke, so I could work harder, so I could. Swimming around in circles, despite there being nothing in sight, like, and being on Coke. I, this is the first time I realized that Heath Enright is a sandbar shark. <laughs> I had no idea that Heath Enright was a sandbar shark. It's not surprising, but it's a little surprising. Uh, he grabs you in the middle of the night to tell you how good penne pizza is. <laughs> yeah. This story is just a little sad. This, this story, story comes sad. from Leeds that Live. Picture, that poor picture. Panicked squirrel trapped inside toilet roll 30 feet up tree as fire brigade called to it Leeds It really Park. is too trapped in it. Look at this poor little guy. He got caught in it, and then he's stuck in it. He is. But I love that. Like somebody sees a squirrel with a fucking toilet paper roll on its head and they call and the fire brigade comes out. And for they're the like, squirrel. no, man, we got this. We're yeah. going to climb up a tree. We're going to do some rope stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do love the, the, and I don't know if it's dissonant or, or what, but I like, I love that we live in a society that's like, yeah, like whatever, we'll run over all the squirrels. Like, oh yeah. You know, like we're not going to swerve. Yeah. We'll run them over. 
like we're we're not terribly humane to animals, but every once in a while, if we get a chance to do something nice, yeah, you we'll know, do it. like we'll, do it. we'll cut a fucking like like six pack ring off a of pelican's nuts or whatever. <laughs> like we'll take a toilet paper roll off a squirrel <laughs> <Poor> pelican. <laughs> <laughs> Worst part is, is when somebody comes in and takes a soda because yeah, you're right. like, oh, 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 that'll make you God. that'll make you cringe. You know what I mean? That'll make you cringe. Then they use his beak as the bottle opener. Oh, it's a whole thing. The, we also, when I was in Norway, we visited. Um, they called it a polar park, but it was a zoo. I mean. Not a zoo. So unlike zoos, which just is, are like, here's a here's a small closet that we put this closet, this tiger in. Yeah, and right, he's gonna yeah. walk back and forth until he goes crazy. Right. This was uh the wolf area uh that we saw was huge. So the, the there's got a huge fence around it, and then it just goes back into the forest. And then they feed the animals, they feed them through the fence, they throw stuff over and whatnot. And the guy who was walking us around and giving us a tour, he had a bucket full of lamb meat that they okay. had gotten from the butcher. And he was just throwing it over the thing. And the wolves, these wolves came out when he called to them because they knew it was bucket sure. feeding bucket time. time yeah. And they came running out. And then they, they were just sitting there eating some of the stuff. But there was bears in this thing that That's were there. Awesome. And I got a chance to see the bears in this big, and it's in a big enclosure. Like, it's right. not like just like a little enclosure. Like, it's a huge, you can't see the back of it. There, right. It goes massive. off into the forest. It's a, it's a massive. And then they had, uh, you know, they just had all kind of indigenous animals to the area. So they had like a small fox. Yeah, so they weren't trying to like have a bunch of shit that doesn't live there. No, like, they, these and are here's a Norwegian elephant. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. they, they, they had a, a moose but they only had one because they have that chronic wasting disease up there oh, yeah, yeah. and they don't want to introduce moose to each other because they might spread it. And yeah. so they have to make sure they don't have it before they put them together or something that like that. Sense. And so, yeah. so there's only one moose now, but they're hoping to get a, like a small herd together that doesn't have this disease so they can like continue to, sure. to grow. They had musk ox, which I had never really seen one in person. Um, that's and gotta be a big fucker. It's a big, it looks like a yak or something. It's like a big old yak-like animal. And then they had, you know, they had a, a, a they had a bunch of reindeer. Again, a, another animal I hadn't seen in person. And you could see them in the distance. They didn't come close to us, but you could see them in the distance. Well, that's because that sleigh is such yeah, a bitch. Yeah, no, I mean, the one, I, I could only see them far away because the one had the red nose. Yeah, right, it blinks. So, yeah, it blinks. yeah, I mean, for sure. And then <laughs> there was, but it was interesting to be in a place where there was a definite, and I don't know many zoos, right? I only know the few zoos that are sure, in here. Yeah. But it, it felt like a definite shift from the things that we do here with zoos, where we're, where there's sort of like this, you know, things are in cages and sure, they're in a small yeah. place and you go to those places and then you ogle at the creatures and then you leave. Right. Yeah. And I know that there is some good science that happens at zoos, but I know that like, like I also have seen the enclosures and been and thought to myself, God, that looks like, it looks really small. It looks like balls. Yeah, it looks, it looks bad. Looks, it looks yeah. like it sucks. It looks bad. So yeah. it looks different. It looked like a different sort of place. I don't know, though. Have you been to a lot of zoos? Uh, I've, I don't know if I've been to a lot of zoos. I've been to several zoos. I kind of like the zoo. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of controversy around zoos, and there, and none of it is new, you know, yeah. around like, you know, is it, is it really that humane? And I think that probably that's a very fair criticism. I think, though, that, like, there's a counter to that, which is that, Giving people a connection to animals that they otherwise wouldn't have any connection to, I yeah, I, probably yeah. encourages probably better yeah. better conservation 
and better funding for conservation and better habits toward conservation as a whole. So like maybe that one tiger is not better off, but maybe tigers as a whole are better off. Yeah, because you know that to, they're endangered or yeah, it's whatever. it's not just a and, picture I saw. Yeah, it's not a picture or a movie you saw. Right. It's a thing you saw in person. Yeah. So I think that there is some benefit yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been, I know that there's supposed to be amazing zoos in the in the States. I know that like San Diego is supposed to have a really good that's one. That's the one everyone raves about is yeah. the San Diego Zoo. Have you I've been? not been there. No, no yeah. There. I, everybody always says that that's the main one. The zoo down, down in St. Louis is actually really cool. Is it good? It's a good zoo. Is yeah, it? It's a really yeah. cool zoo. I, I also heard that there's a couple in like... Uh, in Ohio that are supposed to be really good too. Oh yeah? Yeah, but um but wait. Do I, you like the zoo? I you know I haven't I, the only zoo that I ever visited was the free one that was in Chicago. Lincoln Park. And I would go there specifically if there was like lights or something happening in the park and once in a while we'd w- sort of wander through there. Um but we never visited on I never went on purpose. Right. I, it was always kind of ancillary to the things that we were doing. Sure. So if we were in the area and there was something going on there, maybe we'd visit. But right. we, we never we, we never go just for the we zoo. never woke up on Saturday morning excited to go to the zoo. That right. never happened. Right. Um, and but it, it was a really interesting experience to be on vacation and visit that that park though, because that was a totally it felt to, it felt zoo-ish because you're walking through it in a path that's like a place where you can walk through sure, it. Sure, and there's enclosures. And there's enclosures, so it yeah. felt zoo-ish, but it felt very different too at the same time. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it was really interesting. That sounds really cool. I didn't I didn't have to pull a, a toilet paper roll off anything's head though. <laughs> so. But you would have if you were. There. I, and they would have too. Yeah. They would have too. You know what was interesting too is that one of the guys was from Denmark who was given the tour. And he was saying that their schooling there is three months of classes, and then he spends eight months at the zoo doing at this place doing practical work what? with animals. And he's becoming a zoologist, but he spends three months in classes and then eight months working directly with the animals as like a like a fellowship sort of. Worker. Now, how does practical experience replace the mind-numbing tedium? Uh, you know, Tom, you'd have to ask him. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> seem right. <laughs> Okay, this story, I'm reading the whole thing. Yeah, this is the one we've been waiting. I've been waiting all night. We've been waiting all night. The story is from Fox 61. Poop spilled from semi-truck causes (laughs) multiple crashes on I-95, said the police. Shaky (laughs) Stevenson Joseph, 34, of Waterbury, was arrested and charged. First name, Shaky. (laughs) Who lets, who's who's like Cecil? Let me me ask you really quickly before you start. Okay. Is Shaky a first name or an honorific? Because it could be that that's his title. Oh, yeah. You know what what I mean? do you do to earn the title yeah, of Shaky? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you have to be a cocaine shark. Hey, <laughs> if you're yourself more than three times, you're just playing with you. <laughs> Cecil, let's say you own a trucking company. Oh, yeah, sure. You own a truck. You're the, know, you're the yeah. owner of the trucking company. I am the dispatcher and the yep. owner. Sure. Uh, we have a load of, of poop. Poop. Needs to be driven around okay. for whatever. Sure. No. Yeah. We poop. Transfer- yeah, absolutely. Poop transportation is a big industry. Who are you? Who are you <laughs> giving that driving assignment to? Can you give me a name? Uh, it's not going to be the poop smith. No. No. It's definitely going to be Shaky. Stevenson Who hands Joe. the keys to a poop truck to a guy named Shaky? Are you fucking serious? This is the greatest story the in the history of mankind. This is, this is again, a reason to believe we're in a simulation. Yes. This is it. All right, this so here it. we go. Bridgeport, Connecticut. 
A Waterbury man was arrested for spilling poop. For and I love too. It's not feces. Oh, I love that. They're it's They're just poop. calling it. Poop. I love that it's poop. This is so good. From Mwah. a semi truck on I ninety five northbound and causing multiple car crashes due to the slick roadways. <laughs> People are you know, driving around in a slip and slide of shit. Yeah, there's a lot of skid marks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's it. That's the show, guys. <laughs> at around 1033, at around 1033. <laughs> Not at around 1030, but yeah, at around I was going to look at my watch, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> 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 this reporting is crap. <laughs> On Monday, Connecticut State Police Troop G was called to the area between what? exit 27 and exit 30. They have a whole 30. troop G that's like a poop patrol? <laughs> what is happening here? Uh, on I-95 northbound in Bridgeport for reports of a large semi-truck spilling an unknown substance onto the roadway from the trailer. The tractor trailer did not stop and exited the highway onto the local streets. Well, I mean, if it was going fast, it would definitely be the express. I've had that. <laughs> you drink enough coffee, it's all express. <laughs> Police said multiple car crash. Do you think when he got pulled over, he's like, I had to stop. I had diarrhea. <laughs> I had to keep going. I had diarrhea. <laughs> police said multiple car crashes were reported in the area due to the slick roadway. Two Connecticut State Police cruisers were also involved in different car oh, crashes you, as a result of the slick roadway. Could you imagine getting into a crash and then you get out and you step in like an inch of poop? And you're just like, this is a shit. Where day. am I, New York? What is happening? <laughs> Following an investigation, the driver of the tractor trailer was identified as <laughs> Shaky Stevenson Joseph. Yes. Shaky. Yes. yes. Shaky Joe. Yes. Shaky Literally Joe. Literally Shaky Joe. Shaky Joe is driving. <laughs> 34 of Waterbury. Joe was contacted by his employer, contacted by his employer to pull over his tractor trailer to the right shoulder. Who cares? Joseph was charged with violation of 12 counts of reckless endangerment of first degree, reckless driving and operation of a motor vehicle with an unsecured load. <laughs> you win. You win, Fox 61. You win. That is the best line. Perfect. We, we do these every other week. That is a Perfectly written That's line. It. If this guy doesn't win the Pulitzer, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm There's be so no reason mad. to have reporting anymore. That is the greatest line <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. It's the best <laughs> line in the world. An unsecured. <laughs> 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 Would it be awesome if he pulled over and he's like, "Look, I'm really sorry. I just thought it was a little bit of gas. I definitely shouldn't have trusted that." <laughs> It's a shark truck. <laughs> Could you imagine the cleanup and they just have a big pile of toilet paper they're just pushing down the street? There's a couple There's guys on a big, just giant what? wad of toilet paper that they're wiping. It could have been the next guy behind him with wet wipes. He's like wiping it up. It could have been way worse if a Charmin truck hadn't crashed right behind it, you know? Just. <laughs> There's like a there's like a a, a a roving bidet truck that's just shooting <laughs> the stuff, water spraying the water up. There's a power washer. Oh god! I know we shouldn't have fucking put that thing on the squatty potty before oh, we drove god. away. So good, man. That's so fucking amazing. What a genius fucking article. God, it's so good. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's uh, funny edition. We'll be back on Monday. We occur of course encourage people to become patrons to get your uh, get your feed, uh, your your podcast feed commercial free. Uh, you can become a patron at uh, patreon.com slash dissonancepod or dissonancepod.com and uh, you can follow the link to Patreon there. 
We, of course, encourage everyone to become patrons uh, to get that commercial-free podcast. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave it like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.